Yeah, no, that's and what you said. Yeah, that's uh, so. Yeah, and I mean, I've got I've got two services tomorrow, and then the funeral, and then Sunday. Yeah, we're. Uh, I mean, Sunday's going to be a long day because we got regular service mm-hmm. in the morning, and then Christmas Eve services, um, and the uh, the evening ones, like the at one congregation is more of like a children's pageant play kind of thing. So that'll be, uh, I mean, I I still have to preach at the beginning of it. um, But that, other than having to manage my children (laughs) um, in that, uh, and, and just waiting for the, uh, the chaos to ensue, like that should be, that should be pretty good. And then the second service is a later one. um, And that's, uh, I mean, mostly I mean, it's it's lessons and carols, so it's yeah. read read scripture, saying read scripture, saying, uh, and I I mean I preach a sermon at that, but that's I, I that's one of the services that I really enjoy just because there's so much singing, uh, mm-hmm. and you know, that's probably something we'll talk about tonight. It's absolutely something that yeah. we're going to talk about tonight. Yeah, we uh we we use. Since my dad took over, and can you still hear me? Because my video froze. Yes, I can still hear you. Okay. If that happens, you just keep going because um, <laughs> it's still being recorded. Okay. But, um, yeah, so when my dad took over the church, he was adamant that, like, regardless of when, we're having a Christmas Eve service. Mm-hmm. Um. And so now that Christmas Eve is going to be on Sunday, instead of like doing the multiple thing, we're just having our one service that we would normally have at 11 o'clock. That's going to be the Christmas Eve service. Yeah. Um, but then we're going right from church to my parents' house because Christmas Eve is like the Riley family Christmas. And then um, Christmas Day ends up being Jess's family. But gotcha. yeah, we have a. Uh, we used to go to my grandmother's on Christmas Eve, so that's why Christmas Eve became like the Riley thing. Mm-hmm. But then when she passed, we would go to her grave on Christmas Eve. Um, and then after going to her grave, we would go have dinner and then do our regular like family, you know, read the Christmas story, all that kind of stuff, right? Well, once kids got involved, going to the cemetery and all that is just chaos, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. So we did that. Last weekend, this past Saturday, made a day of that where we went because I don't know if I told you this or not, but um, my sister and brother in law lost a baby in September. Oh, no. Yeah, and it had to be delivered. And so, like, we went to his grave and then drove out to my grandma and grandpa's grave and then came back to Nan and Pops for pizza and, you know, Christmas cookie decorating and that kind of stuff to kind of make that a make that a day and then but this christmas we're doing christmas the day after with jess's mom so christmas day 26 yes okay so christmas day we get to be like adam and jess's family at our house nowhere to go yeah if you want to come see us (laughs) come see us but we're not leaving which is which is awesome first time that's happened 
thanks for the invite uh yeah yeah well, i mean you're welcome whenever i got <laughs> i got a sticker i gotta give you yeah let's yeah I, so our our christmas day is we have we have church service on christmas day as well mm-hmm. um and normally yeah like normally christmas christmas eve so like once every six years christmas eve falls on a sunday and so you mm-hmm. have back-to-back services but typically there's that space between so there's a a differentiation of Sunday morning service and sure. Christmas day service and the, the Christmas Eve service. Like I said, we typically do lessons and carols. So that's completely different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're doing that. And then afterwards we're going to head down to see my family, uh, and be down in Kentucky for, uh, basically uh, up, uh, basically through Saturday. And then I'll be back here of course on for, for New Year's Eve for yeah. New Year's Eve day some regular sunday service then we'll have we will have a new year's eve service um as well and there's technically that's a uh new year's day slash new year's eve is actually a a holiday a, a holy day um that's you know sometimes it's uh, it, it's celebrated as such it's the naming and circumcision of our lord because yeah. yeah. he's circumcised on the eighth day so yeah um it's a and sometimes we do like we kind of alternate whether that's the focus or like we're going into a new year um and so and i honestly haven't decided which one we're going to do yet but um it's, you got time you got two weeks yeah, that's right. plenty of time <laughs> right that's plenty of time in in the church world yeah. um, but breaking news this will be our last podcast of 2023 <laughs> yeah so because yeah. i don't think you're doing it from kentucky which is fine but breaking sh- news. Actually, oh man, we should. We should have my, okay, have my you should brother. Have your brother on. Uh, yeah. Take your computer. If you guys uh, well, can I'm do it. I'm definitely taking my computer because I've got to write sermons. Mic- yeah. Take uh. your microphone. And if we can do it with your brother, I would welcome him to okay. be I'll... on for our final. That would be, be fun. Two chaps and a warrant officer. There you go. So. There you go. Uh, welcome to the chaps office. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh. tonight. We're going to get into the Christmas story in Matthew 1 and Luke 2. And we're also going to talk about some favorite or maybe not favorite, because Coleman hates certain <laughs> hymns, apparently. Uh, hymns that are sung around Christmas time. I have a few that I dislike um, that we're going to talk about. So, you ready to talk about this? Sure. All right. Here we go. What is going on, everybody? And in just a few days, it is Christmas. So let me be the first to welcome, or not welcome, but wish you <laughs> a Merry Christmas and welcome, welcome you to the Two Chaps Spot. Yeah, He's Coleman. I'm AJ. We're off to a fantastic start. <laughs> so tonight, we are going to get into the Christmas story because there is, um, I mean, that is what this season is about in Luke 2 and in Matthew 1, the, the first advent of our Lord, his arrival, and then him ultimately going to the cross a few years later, as we so eloquently said at Easter time on Uncultured Dad, this season that we celebrate is ultimately meaningless if there is no Easter. Right. And I think that is something that we need to keep at the forefront of our minds that even as a young boy, Jesus said, 
I must be about my father's business. And right. that business was ultimately the cross. So while we celebrate the birth of the babe in Bethlehem, we know that that babe had an outcome, which was Calvary. Yeah. And it's reason for mourning over the sin that put him there, but also reason for celebration because of the grace that God extended to us. And so we want to talk about that uh, tonight. And then if there's time, which there'll be time because we always make time, we're <laughs> right. going to talk about hymns that are sung around Christmas time because there are some very good ones. We got into it a little bit last week, found out that Coleman has horrendous taste when it comes to hymns because he doesn't like How Great Thou Art. We understand, did, I, though. I, you I hear it a lot. I didn't say I <laughs> didn't like it. I I'm going to keep just throwing that up there. <laughs> there's, there's, like, I'm just saying that there. I think there are better hymns okay, than that. That's so fair. And you've is... heard it a lot. Blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Exactly. I get it. Yeah, exactly. I hear it. All. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But we're going to get into all of that tonight. So the question is, are we starting in Matthew or are you going to start in Luke? Um, Let's go with Matthew. Because okay. I think... I, I think so uh, again, um, well, and, and it's not the same as the hymns, but the Luke two version gets it's told read all so the much. Time. I'm just yeah. so tired of hearing it. Right. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> that wasn't exactly what I was going to say. Um, but I, I mean, would you know, hope not. <laughs> right. I mean, it's you know because Charlie Brown and I, I am I'm very thankful that the yeah that's the a, Charlie Brown Christmas special mm, does that and that, that still gets played year in and year out. In fact. There Note was somebody... on that, we have a board book that is a pop-up book. Yes. And, like, our my kids, play, like, the speaker's done, gone out on it because they play it so much. But mm -hmm. Linus, right there, reading the whole yeah. Christmas story. So we've got this nice, like, kind of collector's-looking version of of the Charlie Brown Christmas. And it's mm -hmm. it's it's the same script, everything that's, yeah. that's in it. So um, Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad yeah. that they do that. Yeah. And... Uh, so, but yeah, so, so, I mean, Luke two, that's, that's the one everybody's familiar with and it is, I mean, it's more descriptive and there's a lot more, um, that's going on. Uh, it's, you know, the excitement of it and even, even building up to Luke two with Luke one with, um, Zechariah and Elizabeth and the birth of John. And then mm -hmm. the angel Gabriel come into Mary and Mary's, uh, song. Uh, a praise and just you know how how beautiful all that is and how in Luke two that just kind of kind of gets even blown up even more with um, everybody that comes to it. But mm -hmm. uh, that tends to be Luke one and Luke two tend to focus on Mary and Elizabeth um, and kind of their perspective on it. And I'm I'm pretty sure as Luke was with the apostles, he was talking to Mary. Um, mm -hmm. he got this all firsthand from her. But I really like where Matthew goes with it, in its and and his focus on Joseph, yeah. um, because that's that that's something that we shouldn't lose in this is that no. Joseph plays a key role. I mean, of course he's not going to bear the son of God, right? Because <laughs> he's, he's right. a man, but he is right. going to be the one who protects his family and the one who cares for Jesus, the one who well, probably trains him in uh uh you know carpentry and in the, the kind of the family business uh, and that stuff and, and is the one who is the model uh of a well he's called a righteous and devout man uh, mm -hmm. in the scriptures and so you know I, I i i like i like hearing that matthew story as well because it gives us the complete picture of it's not you know it's not just simply mary and her child and you know uh 
Mary, did you know? Whatever, which we'll probably talk oh, about later. Oh, we're gonna talk about that one. <laughs> and, um, but it's but it's actually you know it's God cares about the the whole family dynamic that's yeah. going on and the the roles that are played there. So well, yeah, and there's say, so before we get into reading it because my mom and I were talking about this this week and another shout out to Rhonda Riley who gets shout out all the time <laughs> on this podcast, but um, she was talking about how I, I forget why we started this conversation, but you you bring up Joseph and I think a lot of people obviously we focus on Mary and the virgin birth right there's not a lot of attention or focus that is given to Joseph but she told me in the course of this conversation she goes Max Licato take it for what it is yeah. but in one of his books a long time ago he had said um put yourself in the shoes of Joseph essentially right he's a carpenter and his job is literally built on precision and measurement and planning, right? And forethought. And then all of a sudden, he is thrown into a situation that has zero precision and zero planning from his end, right? right. That he's now got to navigate. Like, there is, you know... Obviously, the way in which he handled it, being a righteous man, it was admirable. But you got to sit there and think, when he first got the news, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, well, and, and I mean, there's also this sense of, because he is a righteous man, he is devoted to the law, he's devoted to God and, and the Torah and the, uh, the practices at that time, that, and I've wondered about this myself, you know, what went through his head when... He finds out Mary's pregnant, not, uh, and this is like before the angel appears to him and says, mm -hmm. you know, all of this, um, that he wants to dismiss her because, and he wants to dismiss her quietly is according to Levitical code. If a woman is found pregnant, not by her betrothed and her husband, well, that's a sentence of death. I mean, right. that's, 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 if they, if they carried it out, that could be what Mary would have received. And it's like, well, it's how, the, the woman in John eight, right? I mean, it's the same yeah, 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 the yeah, woman yeah, calling yeah. adultery and, exactly. you know, yeah, which that's a whole, that's a, the story we got to talk about at some point too. Cause it's like, <laughs> how do you want, number one, catch somebody in adultery you and number a, two, you set a trap for him. and number two, <laughs> where's the dude? Because I have been through biology class, and I know yeah. it takes two to tango. Yeah. Anyways, that's getting us off topic. All right. We got to talk about that at some point, because what a fantastic story that is. All right, the birth of Jesus in Matthew 1, starting in verse 18, going through chapter 2, really is the the removal away from the town because of Herod, and then coming back to right. Nazareth and, and all that. So I'm going to go ahead and read it, and then we can just kind of look at it because Christmas is a few days away. So Merry Christmas. Here's the Christmas story from Matthew one. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother, Mary had been betrothed to Joseph before they came together, she was found to be a child from the Holy spirit and her husband, Joseph being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, 
for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph awoke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but he knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for it was written by the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly to ascertain from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, for when you have found him, bring me word, that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose before them, until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and they worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh, and being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country another way. Now when they departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and he took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious and sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region that were two years old and under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, weeping and loud lamentations, Rachel weeping for her children, and she refused to be comforted because they are no more. But when Herod died, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph, saying, Rise and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel, for those who sought the child's life are dead. And he rose and he took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning over Judea in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And being warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee. And he went and lived in a city called Nazareth, so that, so that what was spoken by the prophets might be fulfilled that he would be called a Nazarene. So the, uh, just to kind of broad picture everything, uh, what we didn't read in, in the beginning of Matthew chapter 1 is the genealogy, which Correct. a lot of people think is boring and whatever, but oh. there's, there's so much in it. And then it shows the line going from Abraham through David down to Joseph as a son of David, who what, uh, is what the angel addresses him as uh, when he appears to him. But this is to show uh, how this son of Joseph and Mary, this Jesus, is connected to all the history of Israel. And then I don't know how many times I, di I didn't count, but how many times it says according to the fulfilled by the prophet, fulfilled, fulfilled the by the prophet. Yep. Right. Yeah. And so you, you, you get this uh, that element going here, too. 
the other thing is, I, inter- I oh, think that ahead. it's interesting that you bring up the genealogy because um, we, when we, when we think about the author and the audience that they are writing to, Matthew specifically writing to a Jewish audience, right? So he's going to trace the lineage of Jesus back to Abraham. Yeah, right. Luke being a Gentile. In or at least Luke writing three, to a when, gen- or, or at, at least writing, writing to, a, to Gentile. a Gentile audience, in Luke three, when he gives his gene- genealogy of Jesus Christ, he traces it all the way, all back, way back to, to Adam, Adam, right? Showing the Messiah, though promised through the Jewish people, correct, was meant for all people. So correct. when it talked yeah. about uh, him saving his people from their sins. It wasn't just yeah. the Jews, though some believe that it was just the Jews that he was being sent for. No, he's sent for all people. Yeah, well, it's and it's there is a there is a sense of it is for his people, the Jews, but really it's more than that. It's his people, Israel, right? Um, and and it's well, how do you become a part of that Israel? Well, that's faith in Christ. Now. Read so, Romans nine through eleven. That's right, how you exactly, become part of Israel. Exactly. But that is not in the scope of the discussion. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, and uh, and just another side note on um, with this, all the angels here are, are appearing to Joseph. I mean, three times at least um, mm-hmm. when when this happens. And what is so significant about this? One, Joseph Joseph believes the angels and does exactly what mm-hmm. they tell him. But two, this is also a precursor for what will happen at the resurrection. Is it's like really in Matthew, the only other time that angels appear and angels speak are when Jesus is born and when Jesus is raised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're just you're like, okay, I'm supposed to see this connection here between the the two things. But yeah, the why, and especially the 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 latter part of this, which when the events of the the Magi coming, the wise men, uh, when those actually take place, I don't know. It's it's really it's hard to to, yeah. to 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 place those specifically um my thought is you know they because there jesus does go to the temple and is circumcised and he's also presented at the temple 40 days later so is it within that short window of time that the wise men show up and then herod's or uh herod then sends the to kill the people after you know what, what like how does that all fit together um, there are ways that that can be worked out, or is it later after you know after Jesus is a couple of years old? I've always so, heard is he was a couple of years, right? And, and given the amount of time that it would take to travel, and yeah, you know, nobody really knows. Yeah, but what I do think is significant about that is that one magi come, people you don't expect, uh, come to confess faith in this Christ. Uh, mm-hmm. who, where is this one who's been born King of the Jews? And that's also, again, going from Matthew's audience being primarily Jewish, this is kind of a, a shocking. Sure. Like, these guys aren't supposed to be here worshiping. No, it's in fact, it's the other guys, the chief priests and the scribes, who quoted the scriptures to right. them. They're supposed to be there worshiping. What's, what's going right. on here? Um, and that's just a beautiful, again, picture of he will save his people from their sins. His people is no longer an ethnic or a, yes. uh, a racial thing. It's all— Correct those who have faith in him correct um correct i also i also like as i was reading that and i read it hundreds of times but also the you know when herod is going to kill there's also that kind of callback to the exodus yes 
mm-hmm. right to Moses and and the yeah. Pharaoh killing killing the children and 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 Moses's mother hiding him away yeah. in Egypt, which is yeah. where you know, yeah. like it's a cool. I don't think there's. I I mean, obviously there's significance because there's you know um, corollary between the Bible and, and continuity between the Bible and all that, yeah. but like just a very interesting yeah you know connection. Well, well, and that is so. Uh, when that's cited from um, that one's uh, so called my son out of Egypt. That's cited from out of Hose- Egypt. Yeah, that's cited from Hosea. Hosea um, eleven one. Yeah. So when Hosea is using that, he's actually he actually is talking about Israel coming out in the Exodus. Mm-hmm. But that's that's a what we would say a type. Um, so it's it's foreshadowing something that's going to be a greater fulfillment of that, and that mm-hmm. is Christ and. You know, with every one of these things that Matthew names, that's that's it. And there's kind of that supposed to trigger in your mind. Okay, uh, if I if I'm if I'm not Jewish, if I don't know the history of Israel, maybe I go look these things up, and then all of a sudden you see this again beautiful picture um, that's that's being expounded and expanded uh, in Christ and and what He's come to do. The with that the slaughter of the innocents is what we call that. That's actually a um, um, some churches. It's it's recognized as a uh, a feast day, a a day, a, hol- a holy day. I think it's December twenty eighth. It, it's it's right around this time, um, and but it's where we remember those who literally uh, and they t- uh, I forget exactly how it's but it's like they're martyrs indeed because they shed their blood because of Christ. Um, so it's you know. So, and, and you really do think about these are the the, the children of Israel, um, and they are killed for Christ's sake. So there's a, um, a, a, a while it's a terrible, horrific event, uh, and it shows how evil men can be. Right. Uh, and so you know, yeah. It, but it's do you also think there's the, any since you bring up the the children being martyred. Do you think that there's any connection then to the book of revelation and those that are sealed um that are you know in i'm trying to like find it as i'm as i'm talking but um because i just read it the other day where it was the blood of of the innocent that that cry out how much longer yeah right in revelation do you think Mm -hmm. there's any connection there yeah well i mean there's there's definitely any time innocent blood is shed or or blood and when, when i say innocent blood i mean blood of those who are are righteous in god's sight Correct. um you know that are uh, part of his his people that always cries out um that's how you know in hebrews it talks about the the blood of, of abel yes. cries from the ground but the blood mm-hmm. of jesus is a, a more perfect um sacrifice and so yeah, I do. I do think there is there's some element of that that's there, uh, and that's you know, it, it, and the way that Matthew pulls in the Jeremiah passage, mm-hmm. their voice was heard in Ramah, Rachel weeping for her children, she she shall not be comforted. What's really interesting is if you go back and look at that passage in Jeremiah, uh, it's Jeremiah thirty one. The the way that the passage continues is that God does comfort Rachel, and it ha- and they're overtones of the resurrection that are just coming through uh in that passage and so yeah i i, I do think that god does not forget the blood of those who belong to him 
by right. by any means. Um, and he honors those who are are faithful to him. I mean, that's 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 what he promises. Um, and yeah, for those who are were slaughtered for the sake of Christ it, it, during this time by Herod, yeah, that's you know they, that's why we, that's why the the church honors them kind of with their own day uh, is to. And I wouldn't say age of accountability or any like theological <laughs> position at that like slaughtered yeah. for Christ, right? Yeah, and we would say, and I mean, there was there's a because they were part of uh, the covenant people. They were they were Jews. That's uh, you know that's we would say that that's you know they they have they have the promises extended to them. There's no reason to believe they were unbelievers at that point. Correct. Um, Correct. So yeah, such a crazy story, right? Like yeah, just to think of all of the different things that had taken place, and and I'm sure it would be even probably better for us to have pulled out a harmony of the two gospels right and like you know just read them in their um entirety but you know when luke tells us that there's a decree that goes out that every man has to come you know uh for the census that's going to be taken yeah there's a lot of historical critical guys yeah uh one that i can think of in particular that say there's no historical evidence that this was ever decreed or there was one that was decreed that was in like 10 bc or something you know what i mean and just trying to shoot down all the you know validity of these things that that luke and and matthew proclaim but to think of just how everything was orchestrated yeah to the decree that drives you know mary and joseph back to bethlehem in order to fulfill all of the prophecy that was previously, you know, attesting to the Messiah that would come. Yeah. Um, but what I found really interesting, or what I find really interesting, is Herod refers to him as the Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's indicting of Herod that he knows. <laughs> he knows, and he, and right, and that he's 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 expecting it. So so this is an interesting. Uh, it kind of deviates a little, but it's it's uh, you know it's the difference between faith as simply intellectual assent and sure. faith as trust. Um, Correct. Because Herod obviously he reads the things, he knows the language, he knows what's supposed to be going on. He even mm-hmm. acts like, "Hey, let me know so I can come and worship him too." Instead of, I, I mean, th- that's what blows my mind is he's like, "You come back and tell me, and then I'll come, and then I'll come worship." It's like. If you actually believe this, why wouldn't you go? But you know, go with them, right, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, why are we waiting? Yeah, and you know, and that's uh, again. Well, and so, and that's actually. So to pull this into, since we're on culture, dad, and we're talking about men and all that stuff. Sure. I mean, that's really the act of cowardice uh, on mm-hmm. on his part. Is, uh, you know, I'll I'll let you guys figure it out. I'll, you know, when it's my time. Yeah, maybe. But of course, in his heart, he's. He's not wanting that at all. He just wants to ultimately destroy this child because it's a, a threat to him. Um, whereas, mm-hmm. in, in you know, the counter to that is both the Magi and Joseph, who are faithful. The Magi, who are just kind of coming there on a whim. Um, they know, you know, how they know what they know. We're, we're, it's not really revealed. There are theories on it and stuff. 
But whatever it is that prompts them, obviously the Holy Spirit is ultimately uh, the one who's bringing them, and ultimately, who because that's that's the other thing is they 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 get to Jerusalem, but then it's the scriptures that point them to Bethlehem, mm-hmm. and you know that's obviously the Spirit always works through the scriptures, um, and so Correct. you know that's that's what draws them there, and and have you ever yeah. done a study on the Magi? Uh, I mean, I've not like intensely, but yeah, I mean, I've looked at yeah. it and I mean that, that term, and I like using that term more than Wiseman because that term is, is well, it's the Greek that's their Magioi. Um, but that's also a term that, that is used in the old Testament. And when you, when you compare it to those, um, it's, well, it's the same, it's the same root for magician. Uh, mm-hmm. it's where we get that. And, and they were kind of. They were astrologers. They looked at the stars. They, you know, they were into to kind of what quote dark art stuff. That's what makes it so significant that they're the first ones to come and confess to Christ. And in Matthew's gospel, obviously, right. in Luke's gospel, it's going to be the shepherds. Mm-hmm. Speaking of stars, I I took Nora uh, to get her final gifts. Right, we we mm-hmm. split last week, and um, I took Jack to go shopping for Nora and Jess and Jess had Nora shopping for Jack and, and me. And then I took Nora at night to get Jess's uh, gift and we get back and, and right over our house, there's like the half moon. And then there's one very bright star to the left of it. And she goes, dad, look, it's Jesus's star. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, great. Oh yeah. Yeah. Good connection. Yeah. Not really, but good connection. Yeah. We are like, great job. Yeah. And we had just got done singing "Go Tell It on the Mountain" for oh, the second time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that song. Yeah, it's so good. me too. Pentatonics, you need to listen to that version. I know you said Garth Brooks earlier, yeah. which I'm going to look that one up. Yeah, I mean that that Garth is good. Yeah, and that 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 is uh, both. I mean, not the hymn itself. I think is great. I just yeah. uh, it's, um, but then it's also the the way that Garth Brooks does it. His because he has a gospel choir in it mm-hmm. and. And it's also just sentimental to me because that's, I mean, I remember hearing that when I was sure. eight or nine years old. And Sure. Um, when you hear the pentatonics version, though, you'll understand why my kids love it. Okay. Because it's like, it's moving. It's, yeah. it's fun. Um, but that's for our hymn discussion later right. on. Let's yeah. continue talking about um, the Christmas story. Yeah I, yeah, I would like to have a better understanding of who these guys were. Well, Magi. I, coming I, from the east, like where yeah. are we coming from? From the east, yeah. right? Well, and what I, is their background? I know that they are there. They ended yeah. up believing and being faithful and going to the Messiah. But what led them to that? Well, I, I think that there's actually a benefit to not knowing, and, sure. and I think that, and I think that Matthew's making this point, and, and this is this is still true for the church today. It doesn't matter your background. Christ has come for okay. you. Kind of so, like what we talked about to kick this whole thing off, right? Yeah. It's that Christ has come for everyone, not just an ethnicity, right? And and so yeah. okay. you start that's to fair. And, that's fair, and and especially when you see them, especially if you trace it back to like who the Magi were in Daniel, uh, the book of Daniel, and mm-hmm. you know in the in the Babylonian courts and stuff like that, and then you go, those guys should never be believers. I mean, they're they like they're practicing. I mean, this is sort like they're practicing witchcraft kind of idea then all of a sudden they become believers and then you realize that you know in our modern day and time there are people out there that practice witchcraft that do all sorts of 
terrible things. And yet, Christ has come for them as well. Uh, he is just their as savior. much as he has come for us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you, you see the evangelistic we, overtones. Oh yeah, and that. I think sometimes we tend to forget that. Yes. Yes. We and, get very comfortable with what we know, and it's like, you know, especially you know, in in a lot of, again, we bash American Christianity <laughs> as often as we can, not. <laughs> Not without merit, I don't think. Right. But in a lot of ways, we are very comfortable in our whitewashed tombs yep. that we call church. Yeah. And I've had these discussions with people, right, um, where it's like, give me the guy that is addicted and coming through the doors of church, because that's the exact place that he needs to be. Right. Right. Give me the give me the kids that are snuffing out cigarettes on their way into the church because, like, regardless of of what you think about tobacco or whatever, but like, that's the easiest example I can use in a Baptist right. church, right? Because those <laughs> things are dirty and simple, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like, like those are those are the people that the gospel is for, exactly. and and we've kind of forgotten, right? No, it, it, that that that's the mess. Like yeah. that, that the Christ is here. Like, oh come, oh come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel. Right, right, yeah. Well, we are it, captive to our sin. Exactly, and we need ransoming. Exactly, and that's and and the parallel to this in the Luke account is going to be the shepherds because it's going to be kind of like the lowly, you know, uh, guys right. that are you know the the right. blue collar if you want to use those terms workers right. that are like they're dealing with animals you know what are they doing here yet these are the ones the angel doesn't come to doesn't come to herod doesn't come to the to the to the sanhedrin to the religious leaders no goes out to the shepherds working in the field saying i bring you good news right and but that's exactly how it is always like that is who god has chosen to use throughout the entirety of scripture. Right. Moses exactly. stuttered. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Noah was unrighteous <laughs> before God chose him. Abraham yeah. was. Well, I'd, I mean. Yeah. Noah, Noah had you, some you other know? issues after, even after the flood. But yeah. Which is a whole nother discussion that <laughs> right, we have yeah. had previously. Yeah. Uh, but, but at the same time, David. Yes. Was a shepherd. Right. And yeah. the one time, the one time that God allowed the nation of Israel to choose their own king. And they chose somebody who fit the mold, right? In Saul, it never, it didn't work out. Yeah, right. And it, it, and we forget, we forget that. Yeah, right. There's, yeah, there's no person that is outside yeah. the reach of the grace of God. Exactly. There is no person that is unworthy to receive the grace and be given the faith to believe. Um, and sometimes we hinder that because we yeah. think you have to act and look right and perform a certain way when yeah. it's like, no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which no, leads man. to a whole nother, like a whole nother topic of, we get a lot of pew sitters that think they're good. Right. I'm and, good. And yeah, well, and, and that's, that is a whole nother yeah. issue. And that, and that is part of the, so going back to the, and you, you will call his name Jesus and he will save his people from their sins. That is, mm -hmm. I mean, when we hear that there, there is that element of, 
well, wait a second. Is he talking about us? Because we just, you know, a lot of people just assume, well, yeah, because I'm sitting here in church, that must be us. And it's like, well, wait a second. You know, uh, these are the ones who realize they have sinned. That's the whole point of salvation is like, you have to know you are a sinner. And if you're complacent about that, if you're okay with that, well, guess what? He hasn't come to save you because you've made yourself your savior. You've correct. And, and so, yeah, there's, there are, and, and we, the law of faith, as opposed to the law of works, as yeah. Paul would write in Romans too. Right. And like, and, and yeah. And so and it, it's this, you know, so there is this, this mm-hmm. jarringness of the story of, or, or according to Matthew, um, that we need to hear, we need to, to take it in afresh and anew and go, Oh yeah. Which is you know. why Dr. Wolfenmuller says <laughs> the gospel he's, he's is just, as he's much just a pastor. You, you, oh, sorry. He might I appreciate he was... the upgrade. No, he's not a, he's not a doctor. You're right? welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Number one, he's awesome. I love it. He's so funny, but he chases so many squirrels. Like, you watch a video of his, <laughs> yeah. he is so, because he's like, but he always brings it back around. Right. Yeah. So like he, the way his brain works is incredible. Yeah. But the quote in his book, the gospel is as much for believers as it is for unbelievers. Right. Yep. Because Christ has come to save his people from their sins. Yeah. We can't miss that truth. Well, I don't, I don't know if we want to spend, I, I don't know how much time we want to devote to I think we to need each, to start talking so, about some. Or well, do, do you want to do? We can talk about Luke or we can move on to him. Because so I, I you're kind of sick of the Luke account. You said. Well, I, I'm, I, kidding, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, I'm kidding. my goodness. I'll make sure Man. to make that a clip. That, that, yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I just, I think there are, I mean, we have talked about Luke a little kind of in right. comparison. But, I, I mean, there are things that are that are in the Luke account, yes, that are. They're kind of near and dear and just beautiful. Um, they make for great pictures and postcards and, you know. Christmas pageants. <laughs> yeah, and stuff. Um, but but there is also the, what I what I really, and we've talked about this before, I think, um, and Luther picks up on this, like, all over the place. The earthiness of the story, that this mm-hmm. is, this is not simply, I mean, from Matthew's perspective, you don't get the details of when Christ is born. Mm-hmm. It's just like he's born to a family, and then yeah, wise men come in, and so you do. You, you get this kind of impression it's very that it's fast forward. It's very fast forward, mm-hmm. and and you get this kind of impression. Well, he might be, you know, somebody of royal descent. He's the son of David, you know, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then what Luke puts in here is that you know this is this is Christ coming down in the lowliest of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not uh, it's God stepping down in the Garden of Eden and getting his hands dirty exact, in the dust. Exactly. Yes. That's exactly what it is. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, he's laid in the place where uh, animals eat from, um, whether that's wood or stone. Who cares? I like the wood imagery because you go from the wood of the manger to the wood of the cross. But sure. That's, um, but it's it's this it's. This just incredibly mind-blowing idea mm-hmm. that God, the ruler of all things, who by his word has spoken everything into existence, has said, nope, I'm going to humble myself, and I'm going to be born of this lowly handmaiden, because that's how mm-hmm. uh, Mary describes herself uh, earlier in, uh, uh, in, in her, her song, song. Um, yep. and you know, and that she's he's going to come about in these 
humble means. And then he is going to be uh, recognized by humble shepherds. Like, again, this this wasn't announced to the general public or anything. It was was Mm. these people, these shepherds keeping watch over their flocks by night. Um, And then that the shepherds believed it. I mean, it's like, because they're terrified. (laughs) It's just like... Um, yeah, and I don't, I mean, you, we talk about, you know, how would Which Joseph brings react? up the good question. Okay. Why would there be a Christmas hymn named Silent Night? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Uh, let's, let's finish talking about Luke 2 first. Maybe <laughs> it's mistitled. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm sure you were there when Rachel had your kids. Yeah. I, I highly doubt. There was silence yeah. that night, especially yeah. given the fact that a multitude of angels and heavenly hosts yeah. just start singing. Yeah. There ain't nothing silent about that. Right. Yeah. Well, we can talk about that in a minute, though. Yeah. Let's uh, so, but yeah. So, I mean, the, 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 the things in Luke 2 that, you know, just, again, draw the earthiness of it, the, mm-hmm. the, and the. The other thing, I love that. I've never heard that before, and I, the moment you said it, it clicked. Yeah, it's um, so true. Well, and and the other thing that you brought up, um, yeah, and granted, the historical critical guys, whatever, and I don't buy into them, so whatever. But Luke grounds this in history. You know, it's right. in this time at when this mm-hmm. is happening. When this is happening. So, I mean, there's this emphasis on this isn't some fable. Or myth. This is something that happened in history, and this is what alters. Well, not alters from our perspective. It's always been God's plan. Correct. Um, yeah. You know, the, the history of the world that God has become incarnate with us. Um, you know, I love and, that name, Emmanuel. Yeah. Uh, such a such a good name. So such a good promise. Right, uh, and, and yeah, a wonderful, you know, especially at this time. It, well, I mean, just as as Emmanuel is with us in His Word, um, mm-hmm. and you know, so is also we're looking for the day when He returns in His fullness, His second advent, in glory, uh, to make everything right, to uh, chase the gla- clouds of gloom away, um, and what? Oh man. Death's dark shadow puts a flight. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. Mm. Um, I was so. listening to that song before we got on here. <laughs> Jamming. Yeah. I was like I was like the, the athlete sitting in the locker room with the headphones. Yeah. Jamming that song, yeah. man. Um, so here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. Is it swaddling clothes or swaddling cloths? Does it matter? If you're one is KJV and one is other translation, yeah, and, no. Uh, the earliest manuscripts will say swaddling cloths. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, probably read swaddling clothes because well, no, you didn't read it because we didn't read. Oh, I guess it's in the Luke account. Yeah, it's yeah. in the Luke account. I just I know that that one that one gets undue Earlier attention for some reason. Yeah. Um. Everybody but, likes to make mountains out of molehills when it comes to the yeah. KJV. Anyways, we're, yeah. we're not going to debate translations here because <laughs> yeah, 
I don't want to. Whatever translation you read, go with that. Okay. Yeah. That's. Correct. I mean, and, and that's the, the. What is it? That our buddy Nyhoff says, "The best translation is the uh, one you read." Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, it is. Um, I was like, "Hey, and, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah. That, that's that's the correct perspective." Yeah. I was trying to see if the ESV study notes had anything on the on the on the census, but uh-huh. uh, there's the only like his there is a census that uh, is it Cyrenius or Quirinius Cyrenius Quirinius yeah. yeah um put forth in like AD six seven, which would yeah. have been too late for this one specifically, right. Luke references it in Acts five thirty seven, I think. Yeah. Um that that AD six seven census. So there had to be another census that was given during the time of Herod the Great, who died in four BC. Yeah. So Yeah. I mean there the uh, there are explanations out there for it and I and this also I mean it, it seems and I don't know exactly what it is to be registered, to be taxed, to be what the actual process right. is, but I'm sure if it's a political thing, it's happening on a pretty pretty regular basis. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we but, do a census what every four years, every presidential uh, election. There's a census that, that goes yeah, around, yeah, because they have to because they, so, well, they have to redistrict and right all that stuff and so, gerrymander. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, that's a different topic. Totally, <laughs> that's a different topic. So, for a wh- way different time. <laughs> um, I will, and I'll say one last thing to think about with the Luke two account. And I know we didn't read it all, but. It's most, okay. a lot of people I've memorized. Um, what the the sign for the shepherds is mm-hmm. the baby lying in a manger. Um, that this is again wrapped in swaddling clothes, cloths. All right. That this is again like it's not it, it, it's not the angels who appear. That's the sign. Right. It's the baby. The baby. It, it's mm-hmm. it's the child, and mm-hmm. you're just going wow. And again, that is God being. Humble, humbling himself, taking on the form of a servant. Um, yeah, there, so. Philippians two. Yeah, so we'll spend the re- uh, the balance of the so, time. Yeah. So, okay. since we're in the Luke two account, and I've already kind of brought it up, <laughs> I've been we we've talked about this. We talked about songs a little bit last week, and we shared a few right yeah. um, likes some. Don't care for it, but still great songs. I think <laughs> not, those were your words. Not preferred. We'll put it like that. Not preferred. There, there yeah. you go. But there are some songs that are just bad. <laughs> okay. Is that not true? I, yeah, bad. The, theologically inaccurate, yes. Okay. So, so, so you made that statement. Yeah. Theologically inaccurate. Yeah. If something is theologically inaccurate, it is... By definition, incorrect. Yeah. yeah. And it, if it is incorrect, it is therefore bad. bad. Yeah. So is my statement wrong, or no. is it just too in the face? Yeah. yeah. No, it's you're not. It's not wrong. More, you're a little bit less brash than I am. <laughs> you you are more cordial than I am most of the time. Yeah. I have zero filter when it comes to this stuff. Because yeah. I I like the shock value sometimes because I've maybe it's maybe it's past trauma from growing up in a culture that was very much look how put together I am yeah 
And I love to look at them and go, man, really? Because you're as much of a sinner as a guy on the street. Right. And they're like, yeah, what? (laughs) Right. Yeah. It's that whole aspect. Right. Yeah. So I just don't care anymore because I'm (laughs) like, look, if I if I believe what I'm saying is true. I answer to one person. Yeah. I don't answer to you. That's true. So if I offend you, I'm sorry. We can work through that. But ultimately, you got to understand it comes from a place of love that I just really want you to know what's true, not right. this fake crap that you're putting out there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And no, and, and, I, and I think that that's part of it as well as the, because there are, there, there are even songs that are theologically accurate, but can uh, shape us in a certain way that we think. And, and so maybe this is part of my, uh, well, the the hymn that talks about having a mansion. Well, yeah. I don't even know the name of it, right? Yeah. That is clearly taken out of the mm-hmm. King James translation. Yeah. It's not necessarily incorrect because Jesus says, I go and prepare a place Let's... or a room for you. Right. Right. Or in my father's house are many, many rooms, rooms yep. not many mansions. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily incorrect, but it's like, yeah. Well, and you it can give the wrong perception of what heaven is going to be as we discussed last week yeah and and what it can also do is like because the some of those are emotionally um stirring and and don't get Mm -hmm. me wrong there are theologically accurate hymns that are very emotionally stirring too Um, a mighty fortress is our god yeah um but that that can give you the wrong impression of okay well hymns should make me feel this way and it's like no that's not that's not really sure. what they should be doing Understood. they should be confessing christ and if they make you feel good well that's just a, a fringe benefit if they're i mean if they're hard german hymns and they make you feel frustrated at the end of it well maybe that's good too because it's like well <laughs> you know here hey, the point is not the sound and the, the music necessarily it's what it's no, confessing it's so correct and 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 that's why I brought up what I brought up when we were talking about Luke too, because yeah. there is a very popular Christmas song. Yeah. That I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Silent it's, night, yeah. holy night, all is calm, all is bright. Yeah. Well, and I I don't know. round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender mouth. That's true. Sleep yeah. in heavenly peace. Sleep in heaven, yeah. please. Okay. Silent night, holy night, shepherds quake at the sight. Glory streams mm-hmm. from heaven afar, heavenly hosting, alleluia, Christ the Savior is born, Christ the Savior is born. Yeah. That's a good verse. Holy night, Son of God, loves pure light, radiant beams from thy holy face with the dawn of redeeming grace, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth, Jesus, Lord, at thy birth. Yeah. Like, everything I, in that song, except for really the first verse. <laughs> right. Well, in the so in the German, and I don't know German well enough to say if this is a, a proper translation, but it's uh, Stille Nacht, S-T-I-L-L-E. Um, so it could be like peaceful night, maybe. Um, and you know, the, so, so, but sure. S- silent, it's silent is the way we have it in English. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of like, uh, um, not really. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's, and yeah, the, the, the verses in it are, are compelling, um, and, but like, and did Jesus have radiant beams from his holy I mean, face? That's that's a great question. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't and, know. And yeah, the so yeah, but that's that is one of those that could be. Again, maybe it's not as maybe it's accurate, but it also can can 
shape our perception of what that night was like. And it's like, well, I, I don't know. I mean, that, right. when somebody gives birth, when there are, you know, when there are angels, when there are shepherds coming, when they're, you know, everything going back and forth. Right. I don't even yeah. even to translate it peaceful. I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Which leads me Same. to the next song that I yeah. love so much. But Oh Holy Night. Okay. Now that's a good one. Yeah. So the, I can't remember if it's, oh, is it Oh Holy Night? Uh, it has because, the verse about uh, Chain Shelly Break for the Slave is Our Brother, that one. Is that the one you, the, you we were talking about uh, last year at this time? Well, there was, there's, there's, uh, a because different it, version of it. Yeah, because there's a it's a French hymn, and I can't remember if it's yeah it's um the there's one where our the the English translation is fine, but the 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 original translation is like this. Uh, uh it's 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 frightening at some points, um, and I can't remember. I can't remember if it's all holy night or I can't remember which one it is. We talked um, about this last year. Yeah. Um but you know so yeah, oh holy night. Uh I mean it's what well, it's hard to sing. I mean that's like oh, you, you have to be pretty well trained to it pull is that one off. Very it is and, very hard to sing. And, Very hard. and I don't sing. I like I listen to people sing and, yeah. and worship that way. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking up the French translation of it. Um, if I can get but the I lyrics. Mean, but yeah, I, I know that. I mean that that hymn. It's got some like the long lay the world in sin and error pining. It's just like that's a just awesome poetry of you know this is. This is our state. This is where we are. Um, until he appeared and the soul felt its worth. It, you know. Uh, so I think that I think a holy night is a French word. The, the French translation is the one that you're talking about. Because and stop the wrath of his father. The yes. entire world jump for joy with hope. Yes, that's it. That's mm -hmm. it. Yeah. So sure. it's. Uh, I'm not even going to try to say the the uh to wipe away the original sin translates to stain or mark the biblical concept of original sin yeah. um yeah there's a whole there's a whole um i wish i could just get it in its entirety so i could just read it instead of it going line by line but <laughs> yeah like that's that's the one so we need to write that down so we're not having this discussion next year right, this yeah. is the second year in a row or, or, yeah, that we have or, had this oh here you go uh this is it says, uh, the redeemer has broken every hindrance, yes. the earth is free and the yes. heavens are open. He sees a brother where there was just a slave. Love unites those whom iron in chain, who will tell him of our yeah. gratitude. He was born for all of us that he suffered and died. People stand up, sing your deliverance. Christmas, Christmas, let's sing of the redeemer. Christmas, Christmas, let's sing of the redeemer. Yeah. Which are yeah, Noel? I mean, those... Noel. Oh, yeah. so it's so it so is it the first Noel, or is it no. or that those are the holy oh holy night the yeah this oh, is okay. a, this is from the French it's called the Frenchlearner dot com and the <laughs> night the the in French it's called Minuet Cre 
Cretian. Oh, holy night. And it's, uh, so the first verse is translated midnight Christian. It is the solemn hour when man, when the man God came down to us to wipe away the original sin and stop the wrath of his father. The entire world jumped for joy with hope to this night. He gives him a savior people on their knees awaiting your deliverance. Christmas, Christmas. Here's the redeemer. Christmas, Christmas. Here's the redeemer. Um, and then the second verse, it is from our faith that the blazing light guides all of us to the cradle of the child, like in the past, a bright star and drives the leaders from the east. The king of kings was born in a humble manger, powerful of proud days, of, powerful of proud days of your greatness to your pride. It is from there that God preaches. Bow your heads in before the redeemer. And then yeah. the verse that I just read. Yeah. The Redeemer has broken every hindrance. So, like, not a direct translation from English to from French, but it was originally a French hymn. Yeah. And this is what it translated to, and then it got retranslated into the song that we know as A Holy Night. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, those those original lyrics are... <laughs> Ooh, man, I mean, they're, yeah, they are punchy in the face. Yeah, <laughs> that, but it's so important to be singing the right songs at mm. this time, right? Yeah. Um, uh, go tell it on the mountain, right? Like yeah, we were talking about just yeah. such a great whatever version you listen to. I prefer the pentatonics version because yeah. it's upbeat well, and my kids like it, but yeah, man, and like. I yeah. It's so good. Well, and, and it's and it's what I like about it is it, it is so simple, and yes. it, and yet it is so uh, profound in terms mm -hmm. of like okay, what is what does it mean that Jesus has come down? Um, mm -hmm. Savior of the world's here. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills, and oh, everywhere. Hills and everywhere. Go tell uh, it on the no. mountain that Jesus, Jesus Christ, Christ is born. And then again, the earthiness down in a lowly manger. The humble Christ was born. And God sent us salvation that blessed Christmas blessed morn. Christmas morn. I mean, it's yeah. just like, um, and then, yeah, the shepherds feared and trembled. When he above made the me a watchman upon the city wall, and if I'm a Christian, I am the least of all. Yeah. So, right? Well, that's, uh, I mean, so the, I, I only know the three verses of it, and I've heard that there are other verses that go with it. Oh, yeah, it, there's, so here, I'm counting here, there's one. While shepherds kept their watching over fox, silent, fox that's by night. one. Yeah. Shepherds feared and trembled when low, low above, above the earth. earth. That's two. Bring out the Down hand. in a lowly manger, our humble Christ was born. That's three. Yeah, those are the and three that verse I Verse four goes, when I am a seeker, I seek both day and night. I seek the Lord to help me, and he shows me the way. Okay. Both night and day, I seek the Lord to help me, and he shows me the way. Verse five is, he made me a watchman upon the city wall, and if I am a Christian, I am the least of all. Yeah. Go tell so, it on the mountain. Yeah. And so I, I, I just... We need to sing that one more. What's that? We need to sing that one more. Oh, yeah. Um, but And then the songs that, like, we were talking about last week, like, Joy to the World, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, yeah. are songs that should not just be sung at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, we, yeah. they've kind of been pigeonholed into this time of the year, but... I mean, yeah. when we think about the words of like "O come, O come, Emmanuel," yeah, Ransom, ransom captive Israel, what? 
that was i i think i shared it with you that yeah i was in did. a hospital mm-hmm. yeah um correct yeah. joy to the world right and heaven and nature sing when yeah. all are united together in the praise and worship of jesus christ because he is ruling and reigning as king yeah um and then there yeah. how did joy to the world become a christmas song though i don't I don't because know. it I, says, let earth receive her king, or uh, because maybe. the Lord is come? Yeah, maybe. Because uh, I'm sitting here like, the Savior <laughs> reigns, let men their songs employ, while yeah. fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains repeat the sounding joy. Yeah. Like, this is a second Advent song. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you That's got what me. This is. You got me. I, I yeah. guess. I, I guess because the association of joy with Christmas, that that's, that's kind of how it... Because Christians can only have joy at Christmas, Coleman? <laughs> no. I'm just saying that's... I know that's not what you said, but that, some people yeah, think that, though. Well, you, well, yeah, well, no. I mean, there's some people think that you know, Christmas, you can't have joy at all. It's just like... Uh, anyway. Go watch our last episode. Yeah. That's what you need to do, because joy is the knowledge of or the trust so, in. Hope secured. Your hope secured. And I've, I have shared that definition with several people, and they're like, that's really good. It's like yeah. yes. Uh, so it's like <laughs> yes. It was, it was my buddy. My seat just now. Yeah, it was my buddy that said it. So it's like oh yeah, that's I like that. And so yeah. Um, one of the hymns, and I just I want to just throw this one out there because it's it's one of my favorite hymns. It's an older one, um, and it's actually you heard it too much. Uh, no, uh, I'm never I don't, gonna let you live that down. <laughs> I don't. I don't hear it. I don't hear it enough. Uh, to be honest, um, it is a. It's actually from a poem, um, that. Uh, it was written, let me check, it's written in the 4th century, and it's like this really long, like 15, 17-verse poem, but the 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 hymn are, is like five verses that have been taken out of it, and it's, um, of the Father's love begotten, in the, I'll just, I'll read the lyrics, of the Father's love begotten, ere, ere the world began to be, he is Alpha and Omega, he the source, the ending he. He of things that are, that have been, and that the future years shall see evermore and evermore. Um, and the, the every verse ends with that evermore, evermore. Oh, that birth forever blessed, when the virgin full of grace, by ho- the Holy Ghost conceiving, bore the Savior of our race. And the babe, the world's redeemer, first revealed his sacred face evermore and evermore. This is he whom seers in old time chanted of with one accord, whom the voices of the prophets promised in their faithful word. Now he shines the long expected. Let creation praise its Lord evermore and evermore. O ye heights of heaven, adore him. Angels host his praises sing. Powers, dominions bow before him and extol our God and King. Let no tongue on earth be silent. Every voice in concert ring evermore and evermore. Christ to thee with God the Father and Holy Ghost to thee. Him and chant in high thanksgiving and unending praises be. Honor, glory, and dominion and eternal victory evermore and evermore. Amen. Um, and also to, to comment on the, on the longer poem, it also talks about his, uh, well, all, a lot of the events that happen in his life, but his death, resurrection, and all that as well. But, um, it's just, I, I don't know, one of it, this is one of the hymns that just the, cause it's a very slow and very uh, contemplative hymn. And, but the, 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 the Christology that's behind it, that this is, he is Alpha and Omega. He the source, the ending, he. And so you start to realize, again, this grandness of God, how he becomes humble for our sake. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that, uh, but that one, yeah, 
That's a good one. It, it, I've never heard that one. Yeah. You need to share that with me. Okay. We'll do. Um, but, oh man. But yeah. And there, I mean, there's, there's a ton. I don't want to end on anything negative. <laughs> we'll save okay. that for the, the after show. Cause yeah. I got another one that we did bring up. Oh, I'm like, this is a stupid song. Right. Well, maybe not stupid, but yeah. it doesn't fit biblically. Yeah. But listen, from us, we want to say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. This is a very significant time. Uh, it is the first Advent, which is what we've been celebrating since the first Sunday of December. Um, and we are incredibly thankful for it. It's been a fun 2023, the first year of this podcast. Yeah. And the first year of Uncultured Dad, hopefully... 2024 will help us build bigger better who knows we'll yeah. see where god leads that but we know that we're having fun meeting with y'all once a week and talking about stuff that we like to talk about and have talked about in our chaplain's office and hopefully you guys like listening to us so. yeah uh, it's and even that we're getting to hang out so we right. enjoy it so whatever uh listen or don't listen that's okay <laughs> but we would prefer that you listen right yeah, uh, we may see you next week. That'll be TBD, yep. depending on if we can wrangle in Coleman's brother. And it'll be the first time him and I have ever met, even yep. though he's listened to our podcast. So yep. that'll be fun, meeting somebody and having I, a podcast with them. Yeah. Um, but from what I understand, he's a little bit more like me than he is like Coleman. So yep. there'll be a, a kindred spirit there, yeah. uh, as it were. We will see you guys maybe next week, maybe not next week, but for sure we will see you in 2024. He's Coleman and I'm AJ. This is the Two Chaps Pod. We will see you when we see you. Remember, stay on culture. There you go. Okay, one more hymn. I got to give you. Away in a manger. Okay. I thought that was the one you were going to bring up because that one, yeah, that one to me is like Silent Night, I can kind of. Get by the sure. silent night part. Sure. But away in a manger, yeah. Uh, no crib. crying he makes. Yes. What? Uh, yeah. Now, that one, yeah. Uh, now, no crib I, for a bed. Sure. Yeah. But did they even have cribs back then? No. And, Come on. Uh, yeah. Now, what I do, I mean, the prayer, that's like the last verse. Um, yeah, bless all the, the dear children in thy tender care, care and take, take us, us to heaven, heaven to live with their, sure. Yeah. Um, sure. But uh, what, like we said, mm, this rhymes doesn't mean it's <laughs> theological, right. but this rhymes. Yeah. What rhymes with awakes? Hmm. Makes. Yeah. No crying he makes. Yeah. Oh, when have you ever met a baby that didn't cry? For yeah. Goodness. Goodness sake. Oh. So, yeah, that one. Yeah. And, 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 and those are, I mean, these are interesting things that you 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 have to think about of like how do we because i mean for a lot of people those those hymns or other hymns I, i'm sure the um i got a mansion on a hill i think that's the one you keep referring to um i don't know and i blocked it from my memory <laughs> yeah. but i mean like so, or in the garden is the one that i that I also um he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me i'm his own and the, the like there's so you know there's there's some of these that are like sacred cows to 
and you have to. Oh, believe me. Yeah. I know. And I know. Yeah. But. But but a lot of the reason they're sacred cows is because they like the style in which they're sung. Right, and that's, that's and he walks. Right. With, yeah. yeah, and like, that's and that's the no, 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 no. that's the that's the we have to be I careful. Come to the garden alone. Yeah, yeah. Well, where, that's where, why I don't sing, by the way. Where those that style can be used and to the joy we share as we tarry there, there, none other has there. ever no. known. Yeah. So, so your salvation and, is the only joy that's been known by <laughs> only you. Right. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh, that's bad. There, yeah. There's some. Hmm. Yeah. There's some other like really good Baptist hymnal, 1991. Go figure. Yeah. We can't mm. do anything right. <laughs> uh. You believe God's word is inerrant, inspired. That's right. So. Yeah. A, also believe that the church age is parenthetical to God's <laughs> saving plan. <laughs> oh, yeah. Plan B right. for a sovereign God. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. There that's I had to teach I'm I'm teaching in our Wednesday night the church in Israel stuff that we did in our Sunday school class. My yeah. dad asked us to do that for the church. And I was like, okay. All right, so we're going to start with dispensationalism just to like lay it out there and say, hey, this is our church believes in dispensationalism with a modification. Because mm -hmm. I, I straight up asked my dad, I said, Dad, I know that this is the church's position, but do you believe this? That saving Gentiles was plan B? That it was parenthetical? And he goes, no, that's not our, we don't believe that. And I go, so we're not fully dispensationalists then? He goes, well, I guess not. I go, well, let's just call it dispensationalist with a modification. Yeah. He's like, okay. Yeah. Well, it's like. Well, and that, that term, dispensation, I mean, it's it's been used in sure. in church history. So it's not like. And it makes sense. That, like yeah. to. It, it makes sense to look at things based on. But but to to then take. That 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 thought and apply it to the saving work, right? Like right. that's where it becomes a problem because what do you do with the nation of Israel? Right. The Jews who Paul refers to in Romans, and then when he gets into the God's chosen people, starts referring to them specifically as Israel in chapter nine. Like you can't. What they do is say, okay, the Church Age, like Wolfram Mueller said. Is parenthetical, and 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 there have been dispensational preachers that have literally said from the pulpit, it was Plan B, right? Because Plan B, because Plan A didn't work, right? Guess what? You have just made God not sovereign, right? First mm -hmm. of all, second of all, they go, oh, the entire nation of Israel is going to be saved when Jesus comes back, so there's an ethnic salvation included in that, right? Which is not correct, right? Yeah, so that that's because that's where the problems come in. Is that it's all of a sudden salvation exists outside of Christ in some way, right? Um, right. You know, and that's you just had to be born Jewish, right? Um, no, like, no, can we not? Yeah, like, 
And that's where I'm, so, like, I was going to teach, like, that, like, because really all dispensationalism is, is a method of interpreting the Bible, mm -hmm. right? In the same way that covenant theology is a method of interpreting the Bible through the covenants. Right. I think a much simpler approach, much more biblical right. approach, but then there's also just reading the Bible and it saying what it says. Yeah. Right? I mean, are are Lutherans, you guys don't really, like, define yourself in those terms. No. Um, we tend to, I mean, so, and this is also... You guys our, probably go more along the law gospel. Well, that's like yeah paradigm, right? So yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna play into it. That's that's how to really that's how to apply the Bible. Yeah. Um, in in terms of like understanding, uh, we go with you know the we look at the the church church history as a whole of like yeah. how have how has this been understood throughout the ages you know um and that's that's part of because that's that's that that was really one of luther's big things in the reformation was he wanted to be consistent with church first, history. first the apostles but then yeah, yeah. like yeah. what the apostles taught um yeah, their disciples right yeah and which is so, a problem with dispensationalism too because it's only been around since like the 1880s right yeah, yeah. like it's it as far as like christian thought goes it's rel relatively infantile, yeah, to build such a dogmatic position around, right? And it's like, yeah, come on, guys. Yeah. But that leads to, I mean, like, I've heard, I've heard Baptist preachers deny the doctrine of original sin, mm -hmm. deny it flat out. Well, if if I am totally depraved, which, whatever. Yep. I understand the tulip can be a buzzword, but if I am totally depraved, then how can I accept Christ? Right. And I'm like, well, hello. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. kind of the, the linchpin. Right. You don't. Right. That's kind of why. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, and, and in that in that sense, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, so it's more important for you to be able to accept and work your will as right. opposed to admitting the fact that you are completely flawed and depraved, but yet God has graciously chosen to save you. Exactly. Exactly. Which one is a more beautiful picture yes, here? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the glorious grace of Jesus Christ, your acceptance or being pulled from the muck and mire that yeah. is depravity? Being dead and then brought to life. Yeah. <sighs> No, uh, and that's and and what is not only is it more beautiful, it is more comforting because yes, then it is God. You he chose who secures you, your salvation. Yeah, you chose me. It is not. It's not dependent on anything. Uh, anything that, that I, I have do. Done. Um, yeah, and, and well, when I taught the church in Israel from Romans nine, ten, and eleven in one Sunday, <laughs> I taught. Oh, wow, I had to. Oh man. I have people come up to me and say, I have never heard election explained like that, and I yeah. am so thankful that you taught it that way. Yeah. Well, that's the, in the, like, in the Lutheran Confessions, election is a doctrine of comfort. That yes. is how it is supposed to be preached. Yes. And it's, 
How did, how does it define is uh the way that the way that Gunn explained it, which mm-hmm. understandable grain of salt, right? Right. The way that Gunn explained it was the 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 grace. Or no, the choice. I think I I want to make sure that I get the the terms correct, but it's like within Romans nine, ten, and eleven. Which speaking, of which remember last week we like kind of ripped this to shreds. Like he's so academic. Why are we asking all these questions? Paul wrote a theology, which is Romans. Right. I started reading it the next day. And you know what? Like the very next line said. <laughs> uh, Paul wrote this as his theology. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the entire book is just a breakdown of, of Romans. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's whatever. Yeah. That's, again. But he says, like, the choice when he chose Jacob and didn't choose Esau, right? The the light and the dark side of election comes down to a call and election. Like it, Like, that is what this is based on. Like, God's choice, our salvation, his grace is based on call and electing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, in one of the, the ways that we talk about it, and I'm actually trying to look it up right now, is that election is the cause of our faith. So, it, it, in other words, and there's, there's, yeah. m- more, there's more nuance, nuance to, to it. it. But it's it is that this this is what um, gives you know uh, that that's what gives us the assurances that we are uh, because yeah. the promise is that you are elected. That's what that's what that's what you cling to. Yep. That's that's what faith is 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 believing. Um. So. Um, well, this is two weeks in a row that people on Apple and Podcast have heard uh, about election and yeah. predestination. So before right. we continue down that rabbit trail, we're <laughs> going to let you guys go. Thanks for hanging around. Make sure you like and subscribe. Share to anybody that would be willing to listen. And have a Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. And as always, stay uncultured. Hey, everybody, just want to thank you once again for spending some time with the Two Chaps Pod today. If you're on YouTube, make sure that you've liked and subscribed to our channel. Pound that bell for notifications so you can be notified when our latest content drops. If you're on social media, we are all over the place, including the brand new threads from Meta. And I do want to remind you, for longer content, including pre-show and post-show audio, make sure you've subscribed on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back next week with a new episode of the Two Chaps Pod. And until then, stay uncultured.